Hey, everybody, welcome or welcome back to the Marathon Church Podcast. It's great to have you guys today. I am your host, Craig Henson, and I'm joined today by lead pastor, Eddie Cox. Hello, hello. Kids pastor, Casey Callahan. Hi. And executive pastor, Brian Cox. Hey, guys. <laughs> Happy uh, Halloween month and uh, almost Halloween week. Almost, it's, yeah. It's, we're, yeah, we're almost here. We're in full Halloween mode, though, because our Trunk or Treat Fest is coming up on Sunday afternoon. So if you're listening in the upstate, if you're listening in the upstate, we would love for you to join us from 4 to 6 on on Sunday afternoon. Uh, Trick-or-treating, hayrides, all kinds of fun stuff, giveaways. Uh, We'd love for you to join us. So there's your invitation. Absolutely. I will be here. I will. I love chocolate. It's my favorite <laughs> time of the year. You you keep all the good chocolate though. Well, yeah. I get yeah. I you've do. been that way. Speaking of idols, in a minute, oh, chocolate is probably one of Eddie's idols. Yeah, I mean, what's wrong with that? Is that a problem? I mean, yes. really, he does hide chocolate. That's it's a sign of addiction, right? From me, I'm still not upset yet about this. Uh, it doesn't bother me. I'm trying to feel bad. Should I feel bad, Craig? Well, an idol is anything that you love more than God. Well, no, I love it as much. Uh, maybe <laughs> no, wow. not more, not more, not more. No, God, I, I share with him. Honestly, okay. I love God a lot when I eat chocolate because I'm like, God, thank you for making something yeah. as incredible. It helps me worship. It's a worship experience. It's it really, is. it's going to be in heaven. Brings you closer it. to God. So, you know, you remember I'm, when we got that, um, somebody gave it to you for your birthday. I think it was your girlfriend. Way back then, a big old, was it five gallons? Five pounds. Uh, uh, they don't okay, come in my, gallons. Not gallons. <laughs> Baskin Robbins. You know, there's tubs oh, you get yeah, 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 when yeah. you go, oh, you know, they dip. Like what they dip what out they of. What they dip out of. And oh, wow. It was world class. No, it was, no, it was fudge brownie. Fudge brownie something. Yes. We ate that for like. Oh, it was so weeks. Good. Oh wow. man! Probably Didn't cost, even know you could do that. And, and, and I remember <laughs> because he would get so mad at me if you ate it. Like really? That's mine. I'm like you got <laughs> five good. pounds of it. I've so. never been good at sharing. <laughs> Not chocolate. <laughs> no. I never. So I'm sorry. It's okay. I, I don't know if you want to go there, Eddie. But you were telling us a little bit about how you know he ruined your Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, Brian. Yeah, my brother. Yeah, he come in and you remember when you were born? I do remember that day and day. <laughs> They declared a holiday yeah, that day. It was Thanksgiving. <laughs> I call it Turkey Day. I don't know what that means. You know, yeah. Brian comes in, steals all the Christmas. So yeah. that's what happened. I got one of those too. My brother's birthday is July fourth, and when we were Aww. when we were little, he thought the parade was for him. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. He thought uh, the parade and fireworks for, were for him. Well, Brian still thinks Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's for him. Yeah. So you know, really, people forget it's my birthday. I know. Yeah, that's true. Because Thanksgiving just kind of gets in the way. It takes precedence. Yeah. It does. You know, everybody born on Christmas, you know. I mean, one. that's true. If you're born How on do Christmas, you with Jesus? there's nothing you can do. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's Jesus too bad. wins every time. <laughs> I love it. What is up with that? You know? I know. <laughs> hey, so appropriately in Halloween month, we're in this series called Ghost Town, and we're talking about idolatry and <laughs> i did like that <laughs> brian uh, you talked about religion the idol of yeah. religion on sunday and and i kind of felt even though i don't think you said it explicitly you you kind of did this whole halloween costume thing and i think mm-hmm. a lot of times 
when religion is our idol, we wear masks. That's what we do as people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we call it the the best dressed. You know, if you put all the idols together, who would win the best dress contest? And I feel like religion would win that. You know, it's it's dressed up really nice. You know, and. We put up a bunch of pictures Sunday. I think my favorite was the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 the, the way the audience looked at me Sunday when that came was – they looked offended. They, it, they were appalled. Yeah. It, it was a little terrifying, yeah. actually. Uh-huh. The Spider-Man, that was another one. That was a little fat Spider-Man. Yeah. Bert and Ernie were kind of Oh, yeah. they were very creepy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Friday the 13th, uh-huh. Bert and Ernie. But, yeah, I thought it was really interesting going through this, you know – working through the message you know we've grown up with that religious thought our whole life you know and i told the story about my favorite i don't know if y'all want to hear it again um about my favorite outfit was well i don't know why it was tin man okay i was eight years old okay it's amazing that you made it that far yeah okay yeah with me and um i picked it because i liked it the shiny helmet or the shiny i don't know Mask or whatever, yeah. yeah. The hat, mask, yeah. whatever. And that's why I liked it. I don't, I don't think I ever saw Wizard of Oz or anything. Wow. I just like the – You like the shiny the stuff. Shiny the shiny stuff. It's like a fish. And I so know, right? I, Yeah. Yeah, like a fish. Well, that's kind of how I saw the religious thing is that we kind of drift toward what we like, mm-hmm. what's kind of shiny. We might not even know what it – means Mm -hmm. but you know and i threw a couple of things out there baptist methodist presbyterian somebody said i left catholic out so i'm gonna say catholic Mm -hmm. uh anything else well we probably picked on them enough over the years yeah that's true i think we have yeah (laughs) i I love them Mm -hmm. um but i said i said all that to say that we we kind of jump into the religious thing first you know and we we tend to take on that costume we put that on and we live out a certain way of how we've been raised and and i wasn't saying those things are bad mm-hmm. I'm, I'm surprised i didn't get an email <laughs> and if i did nobody's shown it to me <laughs> but i was saying that we we think that's god we think that all the stuff we put on and all the rituals we have we assume that is who god is and god gets gets misrepresented by the church a lot mm-hmm. Because we we tend to say this is who God is, okay. Now it's confusing, you know. I mean, I I think those things are good. Coming to church is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Reading your Bible is a good thing. But we tend to worship the to do list mm-hmm. or the performance. And Jesus came and really made it clear in the parables we talked about Sunday about what was God really like. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. he had been misrepresented yeah. by the Pharisees and the teachers for years. Yeah. And I'll just stop there because I know you want to keep going. I could just keep talking. No, I, but. I, I was only going to add that I, I think for those of us that grew up religious, mm-hmm. um, at some point we got so good at it that it's it was actually easier for us to do religion than it was to actually follow Jesus. 100%. No doubt. Mm-hmm. No doubt. So what religion says – Let's just make sure we understand. Religion says that I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. Is that what we're thinking? Mm-hmm. I mean, that could happen in anything. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of a way you rate yourself. Yeah. I'm doing so, good. 
So, so I'm, I'm rating other people based upon what I think right. is right and wrong or what is normal. Yeah, I think when, when I've listened to it, a lot of it comes down to it can be the same actions, going to church, praying, reading your Bible, whatever it is, but it's the motive behind it that makes mm-hmm. it religion versus relationship. Because religion says, I'm doing this to elevate myself. Like I'm doing all these things to get myself mm-hmm. in a good place for other people to think good of me. But when it's a relationship with Jesus and you read what he said, you're doing this to elevate others. Mm-hmm. I go to church not to be seen and yeah. not to check it off my list, but I go to church so that I can love on others and serve others. That's, yeah, and that's good. So yeah. it's all behind the motive. It's not that any of those things are bad. It's why you're doing them. Mm-hmm. And and religion will tell you in a heartbeat, I, I need to do all this for me. And there's not one place in the Bible that says you ever do anything for your betterment it's always for others yeah that's great well i think that's what happens with religion i mean you know religion says i am better than you this is what you know i think the hard part i I think religion is the easiest part i think the hardest part is that love factor Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i love people that aren't like me they don't look like me Mm -hmm. don't act like me you know all those things are that that's that's the hard part definitely the hard part Mm -hmm. to love like that Yes. You, you said yeah. that about Jesus as well on Sunday, Brian. What was that? That people that were nothing like him liked him, and I'm trying mm. to remember. Um, the people that were nothing like Jesus liked Jesus, mm-hmm. and Jesus that was nothing like them liked them. Right. And the teachers and the Pharisees couldn't understand that, and that's why I came up. With that question was: Are they? Con- is he condoning what they're doing? Because he likes them, mm-hmm. I think we get accused of that. Yeah, sure. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. absolutely. Well, you should, you know, you know, be all smacking him in the head with the Bible, you know, and that's not what Jesus was doing. He was having dinner with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, it is really interesting. That he, it looks like he was condoning their actions, but yeah. he was actually just loving who they are. Yeah. Right. He just loved them. Not nothing to do with their performance. Just that they yeah. he loved the mm-hmm. people, and you know, yeah. and every, you know, that's. I think that's mm-hmm. the whole. And I think one of the statements we had Sunday was religion dresses up like God, but it's nothing like God, mm-hmm. which I thought that was yeah. very clear. Kind of scary, too. Yeah. And I've been there. I, I said that Sunday. I've I've been there. I've been on that. Still fighting that. I think it's still a fight. Sure. You know, that performance thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's. How yeah, good definitely. am I being? If I, I If I don't. If I'm not good, God doesn't love me. Mm-hmm. God's not going to have any. I don't know value in me, right? Unless yeah. I'm doing this, right? I think that's that's a lot of the church, most of the church. We well, even yeah. we talked about that. That it's easier. We were when we first started marathon. It's easier if you have never been to church, mm-hmm. then you could figure out how to love like Jesus yeah. much easier mm-hmm. than you could if you had been raised with religion. Because I feel that, like marathon for twenty years has been unteaching me what I had spent twenty oh, years. Good. Mm-hmm. thinking that I had to do and had to be. And it, it really, it's like I started 20 years behind someone that had never been to church. It feels like we're still being taught. Yes. Yeah. And we, we still, it's hard not to judge and not to think. And mm-hmm. But it, we've come a long way, though. Yeah, yeah, me and Brenda were talking about religion a little bit in Marathon when it started 23 years ago. And I'm like, you know, not that we have all the answers. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying religion is still it's still alive it's still real it's still mm-hmm. as powerful mm-hmm. 
even with a new way of thinking, maybe even, in some even of the churches. in a, kind of a post-Christian culture, yeah, it, mm-hmm. right. With it's, casual Sunday dress and yeah, contemporary mm-hmm. music, yeah. the religion is still hiding there. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. And and most of the time, because I grew up in a more religious church, the the leaders of that church only had good intentions with everything that they put out there. Yeah. It was there was never probably I wouldn't know I wasn't in it but I imagine there wasn't a staff meeting at that church saying how can we be more religious to be less like Jesus they they thought that they were doing the right thing and it's yeah. just an easy trap to fall into yeah I think you, you're you believe you're doing good mm-hmm. and that's another lie mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I think I said this too that uh, there's a book out there that said how to kill 11 million people by I forgot his name Andy Andrews I think uh, it's about the Holocaust mm-hmm. and he said all you do is lie to them you just right. lie that's all Hitler did mm-hmm. was lie yeah. and I'm like wow or the religious community are we are we the lie mm-hmm. you know that's mm-hmm. a pretty big lie a lot thousands of people are following that what they think is God, what they think is Jesus, and it's nothing like him. Mm-hmm. And I think that was why Jesus came, you know, to say, hey, let me show you what I'm really like. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's where we talk in the parables. You know, I, I still fight. I don't know. If I'm not I don't I'm not there. Mm. No, right. Right. You know, no. you know, I look back and I've come a long way with this love thing mm-hmm. and loving people. But every now and then, I mean, it still seems like a little ways out. Yeah, trying to figure all that out. I, I think that's a great point because I think we all have like our pet things that kind of set us off, and and we would all deny to the grave that we're like the Pharisees at all. But <laughs> if we're not careful, we're right there. I'm, yeah. I'm more like that than I want to admit. Probably, right? yeah. Yeah, I've, I've said this before. I'm kind of, you know, I get Pharisaic toward the religious crowd. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, we swung the other way, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, like, well, there's those religious people. Mm-hmm. I don't want nothing to do with them, which they need love, too. Mm-hmm. But I don't really want to love them right. sometimes, yeah. you know. Well, it's, we're trying to be a church that unchurched people want to attend. Right. And it's it's hard not to look at a more traditional style of worship and go, How, why would an unchurched person ever want to go there? And then, boom, just like that, I'm judgmental, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I think that the problem we had, or we have, is that I'm supposed. This is what happened early on in Marathon. I had people tell me this, that you need to tell your congregation. They would come to me and say, "This is. I know what these people are doing. You need to tell them what they're doing." It's like mm-hmm. I was the police. Right. I'm supposed to keep your. I'm supposed to change your <laughs> yeah. life. I'm supposed to keep in line, and it's yeah. really nothing. It, that was the problem. Right. Mm-hmm. It's Jesus does all the work. Does all that stuff. Right. Yeah. But I got in trouble because I had people doing things in, in the congregation they shouldn't have been doing according to them. Right. Whatever As if every was. congregation doesn't have people in it doing things I, that they shouldn't. I think you said it's hiding somewhere. It right? is, yeah. absolutely. And I guess that's where Jesus, for people like us and for the you know religious crowd in his day, that's why he had to come with these stories. He had to yeah. literally paint them a picture to help get through to them. Yeah, he did. Well, let's see. We had... Religion keeps you from being with God. That's the one thing I didn't want to forget. Either. That was really the main thing, mm-hmm. I think, this week for me. And you know, I didn't quite get that till the end of the message. That's what's always interesting, <laughs> the way God works. But you know that the, if we're not careful, religion keeps us from being with God. And I use the example of Lily, my daughter. I asked her 
the other day. I said, uh, what, how would you feel if somebody told you the only way you could have a relationship with me was you had to read this book, you had to you know, take this test, you had mm-hmm. to follow these rules? I said, how would you feel? And she said, I'd be angry because I don't want to do that. I just want to have a relationship with you. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I think religion can work. It can keep us from being with God. Mm-hmm. And we talk about those parables. Is that where you're wanting to go now? Wherever you want. Yeah. Um, there's a lot, man. With those oh, there's parables. so much, yeah. Um, but you had those two groups. You know, you had, I talk about something, you had the front row group, which was the tax collectors and the sinners, which are two different people. Did mm-hmm. you know that? Two different groups there? Yeah. yeah. Tax collectors were really bad people. Right. And sinners were just as bad, but. They don't want to be lumped in with the tax collector. Right. Right. They're <laughs> tax not, quite not as bad. bad as the tax collector. Yeah, that exactly. is the truth. <laughs> yes. They were really the worst. They were the worst, worst of the worst. Yeah. They were the guys mm-hmm. stealing and taking money mm-hmm. and just ripping people off. Mm-hmm. And then on the back row, I love this Sunday because I said the center's on the front. They kind of identified on the front row Sunday. <laughs> then you had all the, the teachers and the Pharisees in the back. So Jesus had this complex situation mm-hmm. where I've got to explain God to these two groups of people, which the front row feels like they don't, they're not going to be approved by God at right. all. Right. Their, their life their style, over, their yeah. morals, whatever, their mm-hmm. ethics, they're just not any good. And then the back one's like, we're, we're so good, we're already there. Yeah, we don't even need you. Yeah, mm-hmm. so how do I explain, you know, I'm talking like Jesus. Jesus, the master communicator, he knew what to do. He said, I can't tell them exactly how God sees sin because they won't understand it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell them stories. I'm going right. to tell them a parable. And we talked about the first, well, I left one out, the one with the lady. The lost, it, coin, lost yeah. coin. But we talked about the lost sheep, and he said, um, I'll start with this, because they might understand what losing something means. Mm-hmm. He said, if you had 99 sheep and you lost one, you know, wouldn't you go find it? Yeah. And he and like every you know I'm assuming this is what happens you know that everyone agreed with that mm-hmm. every, everybody can agree we've lost something you know and then he says how would you feel when you found it you would be glad you found it and mm-hmm. you would tell everybody I found it you know and wouldn't you celebrate yes we would celebrate and I think it's interesting how Jesus had both these groups they're agreeing mm-hmm. on these things mm-hmm. and then he said this is what God is like he says when he finds the lost the one he's more excited about the one mm-hmm. than he is about the 99 that stayed mm-hmm. you know i wonder how that went across right with them. yeah you know it's got it's a little confusing maybe yeah well at I th- first i think it's we can really relate to it so because it's so easy in the church to get focused on keeping the 99 happy mm-hmm. and it's so easy for somebody in the 99 to start thinking this is about me and i yeah. should be happy right. here and you should keep me happy here right and that's that's when we fail because we forget about the one mm-hmm. i think all of us and i'll consider myself in the 99 right now we forget that at any moment we could be that one we assume yeah. we have a safe status, you know, like we, no one's ever going to have to come after us. No, we're never going to find ourselves in a situation where we're going to need someone chasing after us. Even though our salvation might be secure, there are going to be times in our life where we're going to need to be mm-hmm. found again. That's a great point. And I feel like, you know, you get kind of lofty thinking about yourself. I've been a Christian for all these years. I lead these Bible groups. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I, I am safe and secure. 
But I think when I read that, I can see it from that eye. But then I have to kind of remind myself at any moment, I could be that one that Jesus searches for. I could be that one that Jesus rejoices over. And what an amazing thing to have Mm -hmm. a Savior that would rejoice over me no matter what my situation. And so I think Mm -hmm. we have to, in that group of 99, remember, at any moment we can need help. And he's saying that he would be there for any of us. And so that's, that's one reason why I love that. Yeah. scripture so much yeah i think that's great because i know people that have been in church we know them mm-hmm. and then i know some right now my well i know some <laughs> that church for 20 years and now they're done with it yeah you know and yeah. it's part of it's the religious part mm-hmm. because of the religious people mm-hmm. it is yeah, yeah we've know? seen that mm-hmm. and i, I want to get irritated with them but then i see what jesus is saying right you know that that day's coming when they're going to come back, right? Yeah, and we're going to celebrate. Absolutely. So my job is to love where that's they right. are, mm-hmm. not judge. Mm-hmm. I think that's important to know too that even though we know people that aren't living the life right. they should, we we need to just pray them back. You know, yep. pray for them and then celebrate. Yeah. You know, do you wonder when Jesus ate dinner with the sinners, you know, what meant the most to them? Was it a word from God or was that he was there? Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So that, I think that's the, that's the thing when it comes to these sheep, whatever, or wherever you find people. Mm-hmm. I think being there and having that, that kind of relationship is better than any word. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, yeah, it might not have been so spiritual. Mm-hmm. Right, like, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it, I know that sounds bad to say. This was Jesus, yeah, but just being there, hanging mm-hmm. out, having like we talked about Sunday. It's a very intimate thing to go to somebody's house and eat dinner. You're basically saying these are my friends, right? And for him to do that with these kind of people, you know, yeah. I mean, he was a religious rabbi, whatever, mm-hmm. and so yeah. they saw them as untouchables. They're yeah. not going to be in my house, yeah. And then he shows up, and they're hanging out, and they're actually having a conversation about what I don't know. It'd be golf with me, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, can you help me with my swing? Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you? You know, I know you can. <laughs> yeah. But yes. I, I think the You'll idea never would be miss the ball again. I don't know. <laughs> here's just me. I just say if I'm sitting down with dinner with Jesus, I don't know if I'm going to ask him about spiritual stuff. Mm-hmm. I just would like to know a little bit about some life stuff. I don't yeah. know how that how that's going to work on this podcast, but I'm just saying, you know, yeah. I, I just think he's that kind of person to have mm-hmm. a. I think he's the normal, right? I mean, yeah. you know, he understands what's happening, so that's how I yeah. see it. Yeah, and I think that's really the point of this religion thing is is that we get caught up in all this stuff when what we really need is the presence of Jesus. Mm. But we get we get caught up in all this other stuff and and. We don't even rec- recognize that he's present with us. Mm-hmm. It was, you remember when we were, I mean, we did a lot of church stuff, but it's almost as if you can't go anywhere or do anything unless you have to have a, leave a track. Mm-hmm. There's got to yes. be something spiritual in this yeah. thing that yeah. just don't count. Right. It's not, it doesn't count. And so, I mean, we did that all the time. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. did you witness? Did you, I'm like, no, we just played ball. We yeah. just played yeah. basketball. My Sometimes wife asked, uh, the last thing you need to do is, <laughs> my wife asked me all the time, we play basketball. What'd you talk about? Nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What'd y'all do? Basketball. Right. Kept score. That's right. all we talked about. Right. You know, so just by being was yeah. was all mm-hmm. we needed. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's important. 
just being there and being a mm -hmm. normal person, I guess. Yeah, you know. Are we normal? I don't know. Uh, I doubt that. What, I don't know. <laughs> so Jesus still told the story about sheep and then a lost coin, but but then he said, well, maybe think about it this way. Uh, let's talk about a family. And he talked about the prodigal son. Yeah. he. Um, so he had two sons. I, I could relate to this because I have two older brothers. And uh, he said the older brother was the behavior. And I don't agree with that. Um, well, are you? If you don't know. Are you, if you're, are you, am I in this story now? I'm just trying to. If you're follow listening along. and you don't know, Eddie is my older brother, and Brian so. is my younger brother. And the younger brother was the misbehavior. That is, okay? and that was true in our family. Stone it out. Go ahead, Brian. Was it? I don't. Not as bad. As, well, not as bad as Alan. If we and, could ask your mama right now, I think she would say all of you guys were the misbehaviors. Is yeah, what I'm understanding. You want, I'm gonna the say three what, amigos. Listen, what, I'm gonna say this. And I want you to go on. Mama uh, told me right before she went to heaven. Yeah. She says, "Don't have any children." <laughs> <laughs> she From did. the stories that I heard about you guys growing up, it was I bad. Believe it. She yeah. raised three boys that destroyed everything. We destroyed. The I think y'all helped her be closer to God because that's yeah. the only way she survived. Was she said on that. Jesus. Uh -huh. I have to get with God or I'll kill you kind uh -huh. of thing. I so. believe it. Well, I still see people that knew me when I was 12, and they say, you're in ministry? You're not in jail? I'm like, yeah. You're walking the streets. Yeah. And I know what they mean. Free. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. God can change anybody. Absolutely. <laughs> so where were we, by the, the way? The son. You're the younger right. brother fixing to leave the house. Okay. okay. Well, you know, we talked about how you know Jesus was telling the story again to try to help them understand who God was like. And I tried to tell it in a you know dramatic way, I guess, um, where I said it's like his son went to him and said, I w Dad, I wish you'd just die. Exactly. Mm. You yeah. Because mm -hmm. it, it doesn't look like you're going to anytime soon. So just pretend like you, you're dying or you're dead and give me every, all my inheritance. You know? And I can imagine that offended everybody. Again, Absolutely. they're all agreeing on it. And uh, then he says, sure, I'll give you everything. So his father gives him everything. I don't know if I'd tell the whole story here, but I'll, maybe I need to. Um, but So the son takes everything. Y'all know the story. Right. Yes. And he just, he just takes all his money, runs to another town, and just spends everything he has. Mm -hmm. Extravagant is what the Bible He's says. He's wild. He's yeah. wild. And then a famine came. Now, Jesus is making this stuff up, which I think is interesting. He just kind of, I'm just going to keep dragging these guys along, yeah. you know, so they'll really get the point. And so he, the famine comes, and uh, the son loses everything. He, he can't get a job. He probably gets fired from a job, and then he tries to get a job and finally gets one with, you know, the pigs. Mm -hmm. So he's... Feeding the pigs, which was appalling to a Jewish crowd. Yes, Absolutely, yes, that's a very yes. good point for a Jewish boy bad to be news. feeding the yeah. pigs. Doesn't get worse than that. Eating slop, you know, that had to be very offensive. Or at that point, I'm sure they're like, "Yes, finally, this is what this boy deserves." Mm, yeah, that was yeah. one thing we tried to say Sunday oh, was yeah. that this is what he deserves. Yeah, he's getting what's coming to him. I think I said if that storage stopped right there. They would have said, absolutely. They would be like, that's yes. a good ending for that. Kid. I'm going to go yes. home and tell my kids, this yes. is what happens to you. Oh, yeah. If, exactly. You know, you, you disobey daddy, yeah. this is what's going to happen to you. You're going to get what's coming to you. And you think about that. 
they assume, well, that's what God is like. Mm -hmm. When you're bad, you're going to get what's coming to you. Mm -hmm. You're going to get what you deserve. You know, it's coming. Mm -hmm. And But Jesus didn't stop there. You know, he said, the son came to his senses and uh, began thinking about, you know, my father's servants are better treated than this, so I'm going to go home to my father. And so the story gets even better mm-hmm. there, you know, that I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. Now he's really going to get it. Yeah, he's going to crawl yeah. back home. You know, this is what they mm-hmm. thought was coming. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the father's, oh, yeah, this, this is, is good. This is the father's chance to really show him. Yeah, and I, I'm just imagining that's the way we would feel, too. Maybe. You yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. And it says that it says the when the father saw him, uh, he was filled with, and we stopped mm-hmm. right there, and we tried to, what would you think they would say? The crowd or us, how would we feel towards somebody? I used this example, Eddie. I said if my older brother or my brother was to treat my father like that, mm-hmm. I would be pretty angry about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you'd be sleeping outside if I had any vote on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of mm-hmm. what was going to happen, sure. right? Yeah. 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 So I thought that was interesting. Again, Jesus, is keep he just keeps yeah. piling it on, you know, and and – I guess he's just really wanting them to understand who God is. Mm-hmm. That's right. And on a deep level, now I remember where I was. So just coming home. Yeah. Coming home. And the dad was filled with? Anger. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. with compassion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was, he was compassionate, and I think that's another thing they didn't expect. Because uh, I think, you know, in Jesus' parable, he's always got, you know, someone's God and someone's you. Right. So they're, they're figuring out, well, maybe this father is God. Mm-hmm. So w- what? God's got compassion mm-hmm. on this guy, on his son, and he hugs, runs to him, which I love that part of the story. Mm-hmm. He runs to him, hugs him, and kisses him, this dirty, filthy kid. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't care where he'd been, didn't care what he had done. You know, the classic, awesome love of the father, you know. And then he hits, gets the fatted calf, and y'all know he celebrates. Mm-hmm. Well, what was interesting Sunday, we talked about the fact that that's where the story ends in Sunday school. Mm-hmm. That's where the religion, yeah. the religious yeah. part ends, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if I should call it that, but, but we kept going. There's, there's a second son, mm-hmm. you know, the, the older brother, the behavior, like you, Eddie. I'm the behavior? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, thank you, Brian. <laughs> yeah, and this is where it really got interesting for me because I've grown up in church. I've heard this story, but you don't hear that talk very much, do mm-hmm. you? Do you hear it's, talk it's about not, that? It's not. A lot of people don't talk about the second brother. Why, yeah, why is that, you think? Well, I, he didn't do right. <laughs> I, I, have a, I don't think. I have a theory. Okay. And so okay. as Bible teachers, we've always wanted to put people in the place of the prodigal. Mm-hmm. And there's been times in my life when I've been the prodigal, but way more times I've been the older brother. I live in the older brother's shoes. That's where I sit all the time. I'm I'm judgmental and defensive and religious, and I've been been the older brother way more than I've been the prodigal. I think um, church people, religious or not, because I'll say right now, and Chase is my husband, um, who's actually doing the message this Sunday, we would rather teach a lesson we think you can learn than a lesson mm. we need to learn and chase Ouch. is working on this sunday's message and it is 
messing with him. <laughs> it is stepping all over his toes, and it'd be so much easier for him to teach a lesson he thinks you all need to learn instead of something that he could learn too. And so I yeah. think wow, that's that that older brother. That's a lot of church people. I mean, that's me, a hundred percent. And I don't think we want to. We want to teach you the lesson. We don't want to. We don't want to get taught anything. So we stop before we talk about the older brother. Yeah, that's great, Casey. So yeah. it's the story about the younger brother or the older brother. That's interesting. It's about all of us. Oh, there yeah. you go. So basically, the older brother says, though, how dare you throw a party and mm-hmm. and invite this punk mm-hmm. back into our family, mm-hmm. and. I'll just read the scripture from Luke 15. His father said to him, Look, dear son, you've always stayed by me, and everything I have is yours. And we had to celebrate this happy day, for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he's found. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's... That's incredible. It is. I mean, the it's way a lot Jesus... to ask of that older brother, though, am I right? <laughs> it is. It's, again, from our perspective. Yeah. Uh, so it makes you think. How would you feel? Go ahead. No, I was. I mean, I I do have an older brother that was slightly prodigal. I would say I love <laughs> I love him dearly. I love all of my brothers. He's listening. Uh. When I was fifteen, he was nineteen, and he you know had moved out and gotten an apartment with friends because he didn't you know didn't want to live underneath the roof and the rules anymore, and he was going to show everybody. And so he moved out, and um, he had a bunch of friends over, and they were having a good old time and they all decided to go to Waffle House and uh, he revved the engine on his truck and fishtailed and hit another car head on and uh, he to this day is still disabled from that. That happened 25 Mm. years Mm -hmm. ago almost and um, I'll I'll never forget the phone call. I mean it happened at about 1230 in the morning and I'll never forget I was still at home and um, we went running. I mean, we absolutely went running to him. And, and uh, I loved him in that moment. You know, I wasn't mad at him, but it was kind of like, you you did this to yourself. Like, look at how many bad decisions you've made to put yourself here. But in that moment, and I think this is what Jesus is trying to say, love for people is so much more important than love for the right thing. Yeah. And um, I think that's what the father was trying to tell the older brother you need to have enough love for your brother to celebrate this. And so when my brother got out of the hospital, he came home and it was the fatted calf mm, and the celebration. Yeah, yeah. And not for a moment did me or my other brothers say, well, he doesn't deserve any of this attention or this love. We celebrated the fact that he was dead and came mm-hmm. back to life. And it, it's a, I mean, it really did happen, but it changed how I lived the rest of my life. After that, I learned from his mistake for sure and yeah. seeing that. But, yeah. you know, I think that, People matter more. I, I tell my kids every time something happens, what's more important? The person or the thing? The person or being right? The person or this opportunity? Mm-hmm. The person always wins, no yeah. matter what. And I think in this opportunity, the dad's trying to say, love for people is what's most important, not inheritance, mm-hmm. not you know your place in the family. Love for this person is what matters most. You even mentioned Sunday, Brian, uh, that we love to go to, well, you're going to reap what you sow. Mm. But then you made the point that Jesus is full of grace and truth. Yeah. And that's what we really see in the Father, is that he's filled with grace for the prodigal. And the truth is, he's still his son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's the mm-hmm. truth. It never changed, did it? Mm-hmm. It didn't. No matter what he did or where he went. That's right. No. Yeah, and he, he says in this verse, that's so good, that story. That was really a good. great story. Because I, I think it, it kind of explains this, too. 
the son was so angry, and, and the father says, I don't know if you read that yet, but he says, why are you so angry? Yeah. You've always been with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything I have is yours. Mm-hmm. You know? And, you know, it almost like he didn't understand that. He's like, well, you welcome this guy back, you know, and he's squandered all your money and look look at all he did and I don't understand and he's like again do you not understand you've always been with me mm-hmm. and your brother is now back so he's with us too mm-hmm. it's back the love of the person yeah. that all God ever wanted was to be with us mm. all he ever wanted was to have us yeah. back home together mm-hmm. he said I'm not celebrating the performance or the to-do list that's not what this party's for this party's because you're home mm-hmm. you're with me yeah. the family is together yes i'm like wow mm-hmm. that that's the simplicity of what god is saying i don't care about all that other stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all i care about is that me and you family we're we're together mm-hmm. you know we're with each other I get kept going back to with, you know, we're with each other, you know. And Brian, we we probably should wrap up with this, but okay. you, you really put the hammer down when Uh-oh. you pro, when you uh, posed this question on Sunday. You said, "Have we become so numb that we fail to see the need for God around us?" And that goes to Casey's point about people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that just kind of struck me too when I said it. I had not wrote that down. That was not something I had planned. Yeah, that's something you would put on the screen if you came up with that. that yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. That was had, a good one. And I think because we, we said before that, we said uh, what Jesus was saying, sin breaks his heart. Mm. He doesn't get mad at lost things. You lose your phone, you don't get mad at your phone. Right. Jesus is not mad at lost things. He loves lost things. And his heart's his heart is breaking for those that are in sin, mm-hmm. and then when they come home, he celebrates. You know, and so I got to thinking the church, us, if you want to call us the church, the mm-hmm. Christian community, mm-hmm. our hearts need to break again. Yeah, yeah. And what we see, I think that's where that came from. We've come, become numb to the world. We just living in our place. We're not. We're not seeing that people are not seeing the real God, the real Jesus, mm-hmm. the real Jesus that loves them unconditionally, that we've, we've kind of set in our ways a little bit. I think that's what I'm saying, mm-hmm. that we're, we're, we're so religious, we're so numb, we've got it figured out that, you know, hey, you get on the bus or you don't, it's not mm-hmm. my fault, Yeah, you know, and you mean to get it right rather than our hearts breaking and doing everything we can to make sure people hear the the good news, the truth of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. right. and his love. I think that's what was going on with the older brother. He was so busy being about his father's business mm-hmm. that he completely lost touch with the father's heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a really good yes, one there. That's good. That's very good. That is very That's good. what happened. And that that's what we do. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what you're talking about, Brian. Yeah. We get we get so busy, that's all we care about. Yeah. Yeah. Doing good. Busy doing good. Well, and I think when we were talking about religion as, you know, making yourself look good, 
you like to point out what's wrong with other people because it. it makes you feel better about yourself. So as the older brother, you're wanting to say, but wait, 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 wait. Look at all that he has done. And I lead a group of 11th grade girls. I have a small group with some 11th grade girls. And, you know, that's a struggle. No one really wants to go back to 11th grade and relive that. And it's a... It's a struggle with them, and, and I was telling them, I brought up this passage a few weeks ago, and I told them, you know, what didn't happen in that moment is the father didn't say, okay, come back. While they're getting the party ready, let's go over this whole list of everything that you did wrong. Can <laughs> yeah, we talk yeah. about all the ways yeah. that you messed up? And, you know, they're, they're struggling with the relationship with Jesus, and what does that look like? Because it's so not like any relationship with a, another person on earth because there's not a love like that. And I try to explain to them. You know, there's no record of right or wrong anymore. That mm. love doesn't keep that anymore. That the dad did not keep that record anymore. It was Mm-mm. just love. Mm. And I think religious people want that record because mm-hmm. it makes them feel better if someone else has a worse record. And letting go of that, that fear and that shame of God's got this list, but the Bible tells us that he doesn't. I mean, yeah. th- this father yeah. came running with no list in his hand of everything well, he's done wrong. it reminds me of the verse mm-hmm. I pointed out Sunday. I remember now it said, quick. He was telling his yeah. servants, quick, mm-hmm. get a robe, get a ring. Yeah. And he didn't say, wait a minute, let's let's see how he does. Let's see how sorry see he is he's first. See if going to repent a little more. I, I need a little bit more, okay? Mm-hmm. He didn't do that. He he was just like like what you're saying. Yeah. God is like, I am ready to take you now yeah. where you are. I don't no need anything you from been. you. Just come here. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. get with me. Yeah. You know. I think that was. Uh, I thought that was interesting. That word was there. Uh, absolutely. For a yeah. reason. You know. Y'all, this discussion is amazing, and we we literally could talk about we this could. story for hours. Yes. And here here's the thing. It's amazing to me that. This story is so relevant 2,000 years after Jesus yeah. told it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we could, we could go on forever. Mm-hmm. Any, any final thoughts? Well, I, you know, being in the, I think for me, being in the room, understanding it is what you said is about the person, not what, about what, right. they, what happened. Mm-hmm. And I, I do like that story, Casey. Mm-hmm. That's a great awesome. story. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Thank you all for being here today. Hey, and uh, to our listeners, please like, subscribe, uh, leave us a comment. Uh, I would encourage you to get the Marathon Church app as well. It's the best way to keep up with all things Marathon and the best way to share content with your friends. And uh, join us next week. Thanks for being in. All right. See you guys.